It's time for another edition of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News. This is our post-conference edition. Here's the deal. We're not going to mention anything about General Conference in this episode because we're going to have our conference roundups. You uh, can find also on the Cultural Hall feed the roundups that the Mormon News Report folks did. They did one Saturday night after uh, the Saturday sessions and Sunday night after the Sunday sessions. And we'll give you our own takes in a special bonus episode this week so this is all news unrelated to bonus conference a yeah bonus we'll episode one. don't worry i'm not gonna make you do it okay good i'll make somebody else do it you mean you're saying that for the people don't worry yeah it's not brother gonna, kyle isn't yeah, gonna yeah, be no. here and besides we'll have somebody good general conference to do it and i know you don't do that you take the weekend <laughs> off and go ride your bike or go camping or something right do you listen to it's, it? It's Mormon holiday. Yeah. I do listen to it, but I, in all honesty, for the probably the last three years or two years, I've listened to it after the fact. Yeah. Most of it. Some of it I do on, but but I listen to it after. Here's the deal. Uh, doing a road trip, and that's where I'll listen to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuck in a car, oh, listening to it. Is it the one where you're going, driving like 12 hours? Yes. Like an all-day adventure. Yeah. I'm doing a destination wedding for a couple up on San Juan Island, so I will be driving for a lot of time, and I'll be able to uh, listen to all of conference and then all of last conference and the amount of time that I'll be in the car. But you'll be able to listen to the last three years of conference every session. <laughs> if you skip the music, it's even shorter. So. And, and you'll end up dead because you'll fall asleep yeah. and well, run yeah, off the I road. I listen to it early in the morning. Uh, I can, since I have to take a ferry, I can, uh, you know, put it on and then fall asleep in my car. I'm uh-huh. planning on doing that. I'm doing not a rental car, but uh, I am borrowing my, I almost called her my mother-in-law, but I'm not married, my girlfriend's mom's car Whoa. for the trip. How come? Because she's got two cars. This is a car that when she went to trade it in, they said, we'll give you a blank. And she went, it's worth, this thing's paid off. It's worth me keeping it. Fine. Keep it then. We don't want it then. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fine. We'll give you $500 more. No. $700 more. No. But I'm excited. It's BMW. Which one? It's the, uh, it's like a five-year-old SUV BMW. Okay. X3 or X5? I don't know. Probably the nicer one. Which well, one is that? Well, one's bigger and one's smaller. Uh, probably the smaller, smaller one. The X3. Yeah. Great car. Yeah? Yeah. Good gas mileage? Mm, not bad for an SUV. All right. I'll take You'll it. be all right. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing that. We're, and the reason why we're doing that, my girlfriend Jessica said, I want to be able to bring a cooler with us. And oh, yeah. And we would yeah. have been able to bring a cooler if we oh, would have just you put it in the backseat of your car. And if I was driving my sedan... We yeah. wouldn't have had room, because we yeah. have to take all my DJ equipment. To oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, you can see all of our uh, general conference coverage by just entering the hashtag, hashtag general conference. Very, very funny. Uh, a lot of the tweets that were put out this last weekend. You can see recaps that Matthew Jalalian did. You can find those at theculturalhall.com. Uh, and you can see the people that we quoted that we thought were the best of each session. We do that every year, so thanks for joining us in that adventure. A lot of people found the cultural hall over the weekend. The uh, billboard. 
Yeah. And maybe the billboard, the billboard will right? convert people yeah. to the show. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Actually, I think it is pretty cool. So we did the billboard for people coming into a general conference. I could, because of their electric billboards, I designed it so if you were driving in downtown, you would see the billboard going one way. And then I timed it so when you're leaving general conference, you would see the billboard going the uh. other way, too. It's simple. Uh, if you go to theculturalhall.com, you can see the billboard. Uh, that we did there. You can also, if you follow us on any of the social medias, we shared pictures there. Or if you happen to take a picture of uh, you with the uh, the billboards, um, you know, you can send those along with us. And I guess I should say with that, uh, the company Blip Billboard, you can go to blipbillboard.com. Uh, you don't have to be the cultural hall to do a billboard with them. Like you could do it for your uh, sleeping in your car business that you do, Brother Kyle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or, you know, um, any, any sort of things. I may do some stuff with the best DJ in Utah. I don't know. Huh. But it's great because it can be uh, super affordable. It can be as low as like 12 cents a blip, uh, which is like eight seconds on the electronic billboard. So that I mean that that's affordable. You got twelve cents, and and like what do they do? They say like we've got an hour, and you got to do all the blips in an hour. So so you can uh, you can design it like with General Conference. It was great with blipbillboards.com because you know we wanted only the weekend because that's when people are heading to General Conference. It's not right. during the week. Um, and we didn't want to pay for the billboard when people were in watching General Conference. Right. So you can designate exact hours. You can put a budget. If you only want to do $10 a day, for example, you can do $10 a day. Oh, and, get and they just fit in. as many clips as they can and, yeah. and put it in the hours. They try and put it in the hours that you uh, That's that you pretty say. cool, actually. Yeah, That's a great awesome. idea. It's great. It's, like, uh, it's like, like social media or online advertising, but... Going a little bit more traditional route and being out on the road. They were great. They uh, Jake was the guy I worked with over at BlipBillboard.com. Uh, he walked me through it because there is some stuff you want to make sure you get right and that you're optimizing and, and getting the best results. But he just was like, yeah, take a few minutes. You sign up a phone call with him and, and we did it. So if you're uh, if, And if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, they don't have Utah, meh. Blip Billboard is a national company, so they have billboards oh. in lots of places, and you can bet because it's such an awesome idea that if it's not in your neighborhood currently, that it probably will be in the future. Then you live in a for it. crummy, cheap neighborhood. Yeah. Get into a better neighborhood, Move into- pal. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can, uh. you can bet that that's the answer. Uh, what else? Uh, anything new with you? You know, I've got coming up um, a week from today. Okay. I'm going into quarantine for five nights. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What is that about? I'm Qu- doing... Quarantine sounds like diseases. Yes. Okay. Well, no, it's not a disease. Okay. It, it's a drug control. I have found... So, it's a long backstory, but I'm not going to be making quite as much money selling cars. Okay. Long story. It has to do with court and jail time. Okay. Because you went to court and then had jail time? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I was assigned six months in prison. Okay. Unless I paid a very large summary. Right now, it's going into appeals, and it looks like they're going to reverse it. That they're going to give you your money back? Yes. Cool. A very large sum of money. That's great. Because they found out that, yes, he wasn't lying. Actually, we were wrong. Yeah. That's great news. So that's a long story. What does that have to do with quarantine? Well, 
so because I'm not going to make as much money at that, uh-huh. along with my full-time job and my other part-time job, okay. I need another part-time job. Oh, no. Are you really doing a, <laughs> yes. a sleep study? or like No, a, it's not a sleep. It's, a, it? it's drugs. Okay. They're going to test drugs on my body. Like what? Uh, I, I, uh, quite honestly, I didn't want to read too far into it because I don't want to freak myself out. Okay. I just said, where do I sign? Sign me up because they pay pretty good. When we say pretty good, you, I don't want you to say the name of the company, uh-huh. and I and I think you probably know more about the drugs than you're willing to let on. But nope. How much are we talking? About three grand for f- six days. Well, I do it twice. I do this twice a month apart. Do you get three grand each time? Nope. Oh, total. Come on, that's yep. not that great. Well, six, six days, fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, no, five days, five days. Five in. days, five hundred. Yep. So that's only three hundred dollars a day. I don't make very much money, and I make... I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. It's, and it's paid time off for my job, so I get paid there, too. Okay, so you're double dipping. Yeah. Good for you. But what if it does damage? What if, like, you become little What Spider-Man? more could happen to me? Look That's at your, me. Well, you got one good eye What's going to happen? You got one good eye still. Yeah. What happens if you lose that eye? Well... What I, is this really why you're doing this? No, absolutely, it's why. Because if not, I'm going to be out on the street homeless. Really? Yeah. How do you? We need to. Okay. Oh, because you still have to pay for the kid. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. no, I still got to pay for an ex-wife. Three and a half more years. Okay. Okay. So. And then it'll be livable, right? Uh huh. So oh, then you, I'm fine. So if you can just do these studies and these experiments for, for three, three more, more years. years. <laughs> Perfect. That's well, patreon.com. And in between. The cultural hall. I've, I've got another one I'm doing in between. Okay. And then a, probably another one that I'm doing. Can you do all of these or would they start to contradict? No, they are different. Okay. And different places. Great. I am going to lose a lot of blood over the next five weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I started adding it up last night because each one's like, we're only going to take this much blood, so it's not too much, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, so you got to take this in consideration. Then I added them all up and I'm like, ah, that's a lot of blood. A gallon? Going from me <laughs> every week for the next five weeks. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. I, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to say except be safe and let them know everything. What do you mean, let them know everything? Like, hey, do you do any other medical studies right now? Are you under any sort of medication? Oh, yeah. No, they asked me all the questions. I was totally honest. Okay. Good. Yep. And it was, it was basically, it's like a free, I don't need to go, go to the doctor this year. Right. Because it was like a free, it was a very thorough exam, like three hour exam. Yeah. Check me for all the diseases. And you feel pretty good? Yeah. I'm sorry that you have to do that to make ends meet. I know, but it's all right. But you'll be okay. I, I enjoy that it gets back to my ex-wife, and she's like, can you help take our boy because he's getting this, you know, on this date? I'm like, nope. nope. I'm in the hospital <laughs> for five days. What? The hospital? You didn't tell me. When I get in trouble for it, and she yells, and why can't you be a better father? And I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll come out of quarantine where I'm having to do this to pay the gas bills so I have heat this winter. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yep. So this is my life for the next five weeks. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything exciting uh, to tell you. D- did your home flood? Yeah, a little. A little bit. Not bad. Here's what I think. Yeah, that's a great thing to talk about, actually. The homesteadman, the basement of. Uh, I think what happened was the rain gutter downspout too close to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was, we had the first, like, real rainstorm that kind of tested it out. In, since last March. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, really, yeah. 
and before, I don't know that I would have noticed because it was not renovated. But, uh, yeah, I got uh, about four inches off the wall. Not four inches deep of water, hallelujah. But it, ru- it ruined some baseboards. The carpet dried really quick, so it's not a problem of mold. But I did. I got one of those accordion pipes and attached it to my rain gutter and led the water sort of away from my house. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the homesteadman won't leak again. Hmm. But there is nothing more angry than... Uh, a homeowner who just spent thousands of dollars on his basement and with the first rainstorm right. <laughs> right. feels the carpet and goes, yeah, that's wet. Uh, nope, that's definitely a wet carpet. And then you see the the baseboards, they're warped. Yeah. Yep. Kind of yellowy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awful. No, because I just went through the same thing with a friend of mine, but yeah. it was because the uh, drain from the home got clogged by a tree limb. Mm-hmm or tree root mm-hmm. and same thing brand new they were halfway through finishing the basement Jeez. so not quite carpet in but everything else is done and then here comes the water well better the than floods that came then. up yeah. and the drywall came down yeah the floods, the came, floods up, came up and, and the, the drywall, drywall came, came down, down. <laughs> floods came up and the drywall came down and it's 18 inches for code cut it out <laughs> <laughs> so i feel your pain it's it's horrible uh, and there's nothing worse than feeling like it's complete and then not having it be complete. Yeah. So we'll get to it. Uh, let's take a break. And I've got, as you can see, thousands of non-conference-related wow, stories. But we'll get through them quick. Some of them are super quick. That's coming back in the second half of Articles of News. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, Whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this 
podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the uh, second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And we go this way. Tons of stories uh, like this one, for example. Did you know uh, that there is a... Uh, a new app for uh, single folks of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What? For That's me true. and you? Uh, that fear of missing out is what the kids are calling it these days, says this article. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Uh, you, can, uh, you can see this experiment. It's called, are you ready for this? 30-day... Mm. Bay. It's like 90 Day Fiance, but 30... My, one of my favorite shows. 30 Day Bay. Applicants will vie for a chance to date someone exclusively oh my for gosh. one month. Uh, the uh, the uh, part of it is that there will be free relationship coaching by a licensed counselor, even though you've just met. Uh, the idea is to help iron out deep-seated commitment issues that may crop up at the beginning of the relationship. The creators, along with a matchmaker... Take profiles, stories, and pictures of applicants and turn them uh, and match them with another applicant. Um, so that to make sure that nobody outpunts their coverage, right, they're right, going right. to look at what you look like and match it to somebody well, yeah, at no, your you attractiveness want, level. Like you, like uh, we wouldn't want to put a beautiful person with you. So, so on this, you would have never been paired with your girlfriend. No, not no. <laughs> no. What are you kidding? Uh, you can find a link to this at theculturalhall.com. It has more details about it. Um, but they are taking applications. In the first 72 hours of launch, uh, more than 100 people have applied to be a 30-day bay. Um, the uh, first round of this is going to be LDS singles age 21 through 34. Uh, you can check that out at theculturalhall.com. All right. Uh, so then we've got this. Did you know that there's a Mormon Mexican History Museum in Provo? I actually did. You did? Because I saw the story. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you uh, follow the Cultural Hall on Facebook, you can get links to most of these stories. We share them throughout the week there, and then we comment on them uh, with these uh, throughout this episode. We do these episodes once a week. 
Uh, as the uh, Mormon News Report folks mentioned, there will be a separation of Mormon News Report and Articles of News come the new year. So uh, for those that like that, you will need to subscribe to the Mormon News Report um, uh, podcast feed because beginning January 1 of 2019, that will no longer be on our feed. Um, so... With that being said, back to the Mormon Mexican History Museum brings communities together. It's down in Provo. I didn't know this. It's pretty cool. That's it. It's the Mormon Mexican History Museum. Uh, so if you're ever making the pilgrimage to Provo, Utah, you can check it out. It helps under- helps people to understand a different culture. It helps understand a different language. Um, and I think that those are two points that are important between relationships between citizens of one country and another. That is Fernando Gomez, the uh, person who started the museum um, back in 1991. Um, and... Uh, then in 2011, Gomez and his wife brought the museum to Provo and over the years have added new additions to the collection. So kind of a fun thing. What did you have to add? Uh, to that story? Yeah, not necessarily. No. Uh, my next story? story? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you didn't see this, Mormon girls get a chance to carry the sacrament tray. Yeah. So it's an, so it's an interesting thing. Talk about it. Well, it you know, of course, it's task usually handed to the the deacons right, in the ward, the sacrament. And, and I had never thought about this till till the story. But uh, uh, so in July, uh, Ms. or Sister Shirtliff told her husband, Brother Shirtliff, a lay bishop for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, that she was missing the sacrament, uh, the weekly communion ritual with bread and water representing the body and the blood of Christ, uh, to nurse her baby in the mother's lounge. So she's in the mother's lounge. They don't bring the sacrament in, which I. Yeah, I didn't know was that. Was not I think, aware I of. I think the issue is, um, I mean, you have young deacons, right? Who, uh-huh. in some cases, the mother's lounge is like you go through the women's restroom and then into the mother's lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of uncomfortable, I think, for young 12 to 18-year-old men. Right. Uh, so, yeah, th- those women in the mother's lounge previously weren't able to uh, get the sacrament. So, anyway, go ahead. So, uh, so this week they decided to have a a young woman or some young women uh, pass the sacrament, take the sacrament to the women in there, which at first I thought, can legally, can you do that? Yeah, uh, legally. Church legally. But then I thought, you know, when the deacons bring the sacrament to you at your row, you're passing the sacrament to right. somebody else. Right. And so for me, I was like, okay, so... You know, you see the young women passing the sacrament, and that's kind of like the uh, clickbaity, hey, what about this, right? Right. And then I was like, no, this this is great. What a great thing, right? It gives these young women the opportunity to do it, and it, it, it if there's any sort of awkward situation that could ensue from the young men... That's taken care of, and, and I don't I don't know that it's a, a doctrinal issue or any any sort of priesthood issue. Certainly, right. Uh, well, April Young Bennett, a writer for the Mormon feminist magazine uh, Exponent Two, cheered the sacrament development, and she said that uh, other late other Latter Day Saint feminists have always pointed out that there's no scriptural mandate for only using young men to pass the sacrament. Right. Which, when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, there's not. To bless is sure. one thing, but yeah. passing it. Interesting. Interesting, so, interesting. So, yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. But and and evidently there. So this was a story in. Uh, uh, did I say where it was? It was in. It's Utah it, somewhere, northern Utah, I think. It, 
Well, it, this was somewhere else, but then heard that it was had been happening in Provo and or in Orem, and and yeah. so it has been happening in other wards around. And to me, do, to you, when you hear that, does that make you go, whoa, whoa, hang on, or is it just like, man, nah, that makes sense? No, for a split second, I went, wait, can, oh yeah, well yeah, I guess it can. Yeah, good enough. I yeah. mean, it it doesn't do, make me angry. I mean, I don't think it'll go to the extent where uh, you have young women lining up. No, you know, and and going and getting the sacrament from, you know, the priests at the table. I think that's a different discussion. Although you point out, you know, is there anything that's written about that? No, not necessarily. Yeah, I don't think we'll see it. Maybe I don't. Maybe in the future, when some of these older people die off, that are going to really getting their feathers ruffled about it. Well, and it's interesting too. So, the, what w- what would be upsetting, right? Like if uh, a deacon is the issue getting it from the table, like it needs to be a. Uh, um, uh, holder of the priesthood, a deacon or a, you know, Aaronic or Melchizedek priesthood to get it from the table and then just hand it to someone else? Because that's essentially what you do to pass the sacrament. Right. I guess overseeing it. So could there be room, could there be room if a deacon got it from the table and then there were women, you know, young women that were ready to pass it beyond that? Could that be permissible? Well, I don't think that there's that many, you know, how many women are in the mother's room at, no, at a no, time, no, but I'm just saying. So, so say. Oh, just for yeah, in just, general, just, just passing in general, in general for allowing the the young women the opportunity to pass the sacrament. Could that be I, without being? Uh, I wonder because there are wards that I've been in that have suddenly you hit an era where there are you go from twenty deacons and and ten years later you've got two right, and so you start getting you know the the you know other leaders in the church to pass you know anybody they they sure. can round up to pass sure. the sacrament so so if it's if it's non issue obviously in this case to hand it to the women and have it go in to the mother's lounge could it then seemingly not be an issue if the deacons got it from the priests at the uh, sacrament table and then like there's a line of women that are like yep thank you and we'll go ahead and take huh. it I don't. I don't know. We'll have to see if this spreads. Interesting you know, thought. Spread by the feminazis is what's oh, going to happen. Stop it. Please don't bring <laughs> that down on me. Please. <laughs> I don't have time today to deal with that. Uh, Jeremy Guthrie, you know who that is? No. Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, he accomplished many historical firsts as a Latter Day Saint pitcher. Now he's a mission president, um, and he's serving with baseball players who are willing to put their careers on hold. To serve the Lord, much like he did two uh, decades ago. In 97, uh, the Mets offered him a $650,000 signing bonus. He declined and decided to serve a mission. Uh, The general manager asked him if $1 million would convince him to play baseball full-time. He refused and chose his mission over going to play for the Mets. Now, what the general manager of the Mets didn't ask is like, hey, if this isn't the Mets, would you uh, be willing (laughs) to do this? Anyway, um, there are now, uh, he is now a uh, mission uh, president for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Houston. And uh, a couple of his elders are uh, baseball players who decided that they were going to put off their mission and uh, or put off their baseball careers and serve missions, and so now they're serving in his in his mission. Kind of an interesting mm. thing, huh? Taylor Cole is one of them, and uh, Brett Hansen is the other. And you can find this story at theculturalhall.com. Uh, a Harvard study finds that teens who attend church and pray have a better well-being. Hmm. 
Youths who regularly attend religious services, pray or meditate, may get a well-being boost that sticks around into young adulthood, according to a new Harvard survey. Uh, Senator, senior author and epidemiologist Tyler Vanderveel knows that most people don't make decisions about religion based on health, but rather on beliefs, values, experiences, and relationships. However, for parents and children who already hold religious beliefs, such religious and spiritual practice could be encouraged both for their own sake as well as to promote health and well-being. So I thought that was kind of an interesting story. Uh, We talked in the past here about the... um, there was a group of people who were suing the LDS Church uh, over the uh, Indian Student Placement Program. Yeah. On last week's Articles of News, we talked that those individuals had settled and that there was no um, that there was no details of that settlement, but that they had settled outside of court. That money had changed hands. Apparently, uh, there is still one who's kind of the lone holdout. Uh, And a new lawsuit alleges sexual abuse of Navajo children in the Mormon Indian placement program. Um, I can't actually pronounce the person's name, so I'm just going to say this woman says that she was repeatedly raped by her foster father in a small town in Utah's Cache County. She was 12 years old at the time, and the Navajo girl uh, knew that what her foster father was doing to her three or four times a week wasn't right. Uh, she reached out to help for uh, from a Relief Society leader. Um, she was met with disbelief and worst, she was uh, scolded and also slapped she says, Mm. being told, don't tell anybody. She recounts being warned, and you think I had fear? Oh, I had fear. You can't believe the fear that I had. The abuse continued until that next May when she returned home, and uh, she continues now uh, in a lawsuit just filed against the church, and it sounds pretty miserable. Um, yeah, that I mean, a, a, an important thing, hopefully, to keep in mind is that this is a long time ago. I mean, this is uh, 30-some years ago, but, I mean, that doesn't make it okay, right, that those things occur and that we certainly know that, unfortunately, those things occur today. Um, actually, this is about 50 years ago. Um, but, you know, be careful. Be mindful. Be watchful over the people that you have the opportunity to um, to minister over or to minister with. And uh, and uh, take a second and believe people, right? It doesn't it doesn't hurt anything to believe or to hear someone uh, if they have allegations of anything, right? To check it out, yeah. To find out, flesh it out, make sure that you know that that you're not going to be part in parcel of helping those things to continue to a young person or an older person or or any sort of abuse. So, um, I thought that was interesting. We we thought it was sort of all settled, and and of course now um, not. So, uh, what have you got? Uh, Another one along that same line that I'll get out of the way because it's unpleasant. A lawsuit accuses relatives of Mormon church president of sexually abusing children. A lawsuit filed in Salt Lake City's federal court on Wednesday alleges sexual abuse and a cover-up involving family members of the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Fox News is reporting that uh, six unnamed plaintiffs identified as Jane Doe and John Doe and two unnamed defendants, Brenda and Richard Miles, who are the daughter and son-in-law of LDS Church President Russell M. Nelson, are those unnamed defendants, and they are vigorously deny those don't, uh, allegations, according to their attorney. Uh, the news spoke with some of the plaintiffs, agreeing not to use their names. Uh, victims need to be listened to and heard and have a voice. I think now there's a chance some members of the Mormon community will believe us. I'm certain there's some who will not because of who the defendants are, said a woman referred to as Jane Doe, too, who alleges, 
who alleged she was sexually abused as a child. Um, the attorney said that they deny the allegations and want the lawsuit dismissed. Uh, there's no truth to these allegations. Uh, Miles did not abuse these children or anyone else, Jim Jardine told Fox 13 on Wednesday. To do so would be out of their values, their belief system, and their character. Jardine said the Bountiful Police investigated these allegations in the 1980s and concluded they were baseless. He suggested a therapist gave these uh, false memories. The LDS Church has issued a statement protecting uh, which says protecting and nurturing children is important to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we handle issues of this nature with the utmost seriousness. These allegations of interference or cover-up are baseless and offensive. Law enforcement investigated this matter in the 1980s and took no action against the church or its leaders. We will continue to act responsibly and appropriately in addressing these matters. Yeah, so it's a difficult situation, right? Daughter of the prophet being uh, brought in this case, I, but they, they have to listen to it, they have to do the due diligence and then dismiss it if it's not, if it's not uh, you know, f- found to be true. And you might say that they brought this up in the 80s and it was dismissed. Well, that was I, uh, unfortunately a time like the story where we just went over where mm-hmm. things were maybe dismissed uh, much more easily than they should. And I don't know, maybe it should be dismissed. That's I'm not here to decide either way, quite honestly, right now. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it needs to be look into looked it, at right? right now. Hey, yeah. this is what I'm accusing you of. Do you have any sort of proof? Well, here's what I know. Okay, great. We're going to look into this. And here are our findings. You, ju- you know, on the other side of it, you just hope that uh, because so much weight is given to accusations, like you just hope that people don't weaponize that or... Um, you. You know, you know. Hopefully, yeah. I'm conveying what what I'm trying to say because I don't want to downplay anyone, right? I think that if something happens to you, that you should report it and let people know, and that those people should ha- be held accountable. But that I think that's a, an altruistic view of that. I think that there, unfortunately, are horrible people who would make stories up so that they could get revenge or or uh, you know try and get after someone. I'm not saying that that's the case here at all. Right. I'm or- not saying that that's the case in any specific thing i'm just saying that is possible but it, it has happened and it and it ruins it for those that are more often than not there are people accusing it that it is true and it is ruining it for them and that's why you have to you know you have to listen to it you have to give it its worth for what it is you have to investigate it in all circumstances no matter who the people are because there's not you know i'm the daughter of a prophet okay you could still have done it. You know, yeah. I'm the prophet. Okay, you still could have done it. I don't, you know, I'm not alleging that. I'm not saying any of those things. But I'm just saying there is no respecter of persons. It could literally be anyone who could do any of this. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I could. I hope not. It'd be horrible. Shouldn't have taken it there, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is interesting. The, the uh, Deseret News did a couple of stories about... Um, Millennials, you know those millennial kids. Those kids. Uh, Richard uh, Osler, Papa Osler, who we've had here in the um, in the cultural hall before, had him in. Um, they talked to him a little bit about being a young single adult uh, bishop, and he reached out to through social media to get people to talk to him and and then also to get their stories. So this thing starts out with um, you know reaching. 
out to the millennials, and this will be another, you know, it'll be Generation Z soon enough, but reaching out to people where they're at, right? We do it through traditional things that we're like, you know, if, if they want to talk with me, they can schedule a bishop's interview. But, you know, that may not be the case. Uh, we can reach millennials or the younger generation by how they're reachable. Social mm-hmm. media. Snapchat. You can reach them via... Um, you can reach them via... Well, I already said Snapchat. Uh, via text message. Via whatever, right? Hangouts. I almost said Google Hangouts, but that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> Google Doc Sheet? Yeah, Is that Google what? Doc Sheet. Please list to get your concerns. <laughs> right, but reaching out to them where they're at. Uh, he also has a... Uh, a couple of other suggestions for talking with millennials. Number one, listen without trying to turn the conversation to your expertise. Well, let me tell you, just listen. Number two, ask yourself, what can I learn from this person? Uh, number three, he says, recognize that millennial members are better wired to see people on the margins. That being, you know, those who might be uh, maybe a little less traditional. Um that they're a little bit more sensitive to that group of people. Um, They are wired to love the temple, says Papa Osler. He says, I think God flooded the earth with temples to help Mormon millennials. And number five, he says, remember that these folks are incredibly gifted. Um, And then another uh, gentleman by the name of Farrell. Farrell is uh, serving as a, was serving as a YSA bishop and then was as a stake president in the North Ogden area. He says, focus on the strengths of youth, uh, not their weaknesses. Be a coach, not a boss. A mentor, not a preacher. An advocate, not a critic. Uh, Focus on their growth, not their achievement. Inspire them instead of shame them. And speak their language, not yours. So just a few suggestions. And there's a whole article uh, with a bunch of stuff under each of those things that you can find at theculturalhall.com. What do you got? Uh, Mesa Makeover is expanding. The uh, more old homes will go down and more new housing will go up as the makeover near the church's historic temple in the Mesa, Arizona spreads out. The church's real estate arm has announced plans to nearly double the size of its redevelopment project, expanding it from four and a half acres to 8.2 acres, according to the East Valley Tribune. That means six more World War II bungalows will bite the dust in addition to the seven historic homes already slated for demolition, mm-hmm. which we did a story on this before, and I was... Uh, I mean, you, so here's the deal. You get sad that it's older homes and it's being going to be replaced by new developments and it's super modern and all that stuff. And that, yeah, that's sad. But from what I understand, not being uh, completely familiar with that area, some of that area was not great. And the church wasn't going to pay to restore those homes, right? Uh, which is okay. Maybe that's unfortunate. I get it. I get it. But you know the investment that they're making into that part of Mesa, into the temple, the temple area, that sort of district around the temple is huge, and it's going to increase the property values and the value for the city. Yeah. Uh, In fact, housing is becoming a major part of the church's real estate ventures. The Utah-based Faith recently bought a 40-story apartment apartment tower in Chicago's South Loop and erected a 30-plus story apartment building across the street from its temple in Philadelphia. Of course, the church also built multiple apartments and condominium high-rises near its Salt Lake City headquarters as part of the City Creek Center. So... Yeah, and, and I was the same as you, that I, I, I like historic buildings and homes. Mm-hmm. I live by a couple, and I, and I really like them, but sometimes it's not reasonable to keep them all up. Right. And they couldn't do what they wanted to do with the rest of their land if they kept it there, right? And so it's, 
I'm not defending it, but it really is a thing. Is like, who, if you owned a bunch of land and then people told you, "Hey, don't do that," what would you do? Oh, you, you know, you would do what you wanted to do with it because yeah. it's yours. Yeah, you try to be sensitive, which they have been. You try to help everybody else. You bet. But ultimately, I mean, in general, and with historic buildings, I think with a church, they try and keep them up. Yeah. And they have with some, uh, the church that, that I'm supposed to go to has a historic- The uh, Church of sm- Jesus Christ of Latter-day yes. Saints? As opposed uh, to the, the church b- that the you go b- to? The building I'm supposed uh, to go to uh. has a historic building on it, a very small one, which they've, they could use more parking there, but they've kept it on the property and keep it up as a old home site. Yeah. Uh, the church in uh, that I attend, that is the church building that I attend, teeniest parking lot ever. It's a new church, but it's just they didn't think about having a parking lot. Mm. Same kind of deal. Well, why don't you just walk? Well, we do. I'm good. But there's not enough park. I'm sure since we live in Utah and that it's close enough it's that a couple blocks. pretty much anybody could walk blocks. to church. Yeah, most people. Not the really old people. Although there is this guy that pro- I think he lives like four houses away from the church. He's the greatest old guy, and if he listened to this, he would appreciate that I'm outing him about it. He drives to church. Really? <laughs> drives out of the driveway, <laughs> three houses down, uh-huh. into the driveway of the church, and parks right there in the front in a spot that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it's awesome because <laughs> all the parking's gone because we're the later ward right now. Uh, Cole Ellsworth has been serving, had been serving the, uh, the, uh, mission in the Kampala Uganda mission for 11 months when he felt like it was time to go home Uh, to be there like two years he says didn't feel like the biggest thing for me and I really felt like my time was up over the course of a few weeks Ellsworth talked it over with his mission president who eventually agreed he said serving a year mission was perfect for me I don't think it would have been any better if I had stayed longer or come home sooner Mormon missionaries that is true missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, are finding now that uh, more and more missionaries are cutting it shorter, coming home earlier. Roughly one in five millennials come home early. Compared to the baby boomers surveyed for the study, uh, they did not have a in this survey a single boomer or silent respondent, male or female, who returned early from their mission. You just didn't come home early. That was the thing back in that time. And now it's something that is just sort of seeping through culture that if you don't serve for two years, there's something wrong with you. Ellsworth said that he's not surprised by the number of people returning early. He'd like to see the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints change up their one-size-fits-all approach. Um, And, uh, you know, and, and that's it. There you have it. The lengths might not be so concrete, he says. Uh, here was an interesting thing, too. There is a thing, and I don't know that I have the article printed, but that talks about the two-transfer the two or three-month mission. You could come mm. out, you can serve for three months, and then be done. That's really? A thing. That's a thing that exists. Yeah, two transfers. It's a two-transfer mission. There's a link to it at theculturalhall.com if you want to read more about it, but it's essentially exactly as it sounds, which is you come out, you serve for three months, and you're done. Wait, this is real? Yeah. And and this you is would for... Never, you would never be called on it. Like, Brother Kyle, we hereby call you to the two-transfer mission. Okay. You but, request it? Yeah, you can kind of request it and this is you for get called. People, you know, the 18, 19-year-olds yeah. to do it? Yeah, because, like, my folks. parents were given the option of six-month, 12-month, 18. Yeah. Um, Rest of your life, if you'd like. Yeah. The Browns. So, uh, huh. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Interesting. it's it's sort of hidden in the text, and you know, because we joked about me doing it, and yeah, I didn't think weeks, it was possible. Though. No, six weeks we'll get you. Well, now you're too old. You'll have to do it when you get married. Well, I can again. do a senior mission. Yeah, when you get a, a married again, old and married again. Do you have to be married to serve a mission? Senior mission. You know, do you have to? Not as a female, I know for sure. Uh, but I don't. I think that if you were to serve a mission, like go somewhere and serve a mission, mm-hmm. I think that you have to be married. Okay. But like, if the if you were to be hmm. called to like the Temple Square, uh, like uh, gardening mission, right? You could be unmarried and get called to that. Well, I'm in the, if I'm in that mission, I want to get paid for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what I'm saying, like something that's around yeah. you. I think that you could do that being unmarried, but I don't hmm. think that you could go elsewhere and serve. A full-time mission like that. Well, maybe if uh, in three and a half years from now, if I continue doing medical studies and save yeah. up some money for yeah. some hours, I could do a six-month totally. or a uh, three-month. Uh, people can email <laughs> us if they know different than that. Contact at theculturalhall.com. Um, I want to save the uh, Dixie State College story for a minute. I want to go through some other stuff. Chris Pratt, you know who that is? Oh, yeah. You like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World? And uh, no, but I like the other shows he's been in. Like what? Uh, what's the TV show he was in? The I, uh, I just, Parks, and, Parks and Recreation? Yeah. yeah, Parks and Rec. Uh, he says that nothing fills his soul more than sharing messages about God with his fans. In an AP video that's just short of two minutes, Pratt shares messages about that he's shared about God and says that it might not be for everyone or designed for everyone, but he says, well... Maybe some kid watching that would say, hey, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about praying. Let me try that praying out. He's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, everyone, but not yet. (laughs) We'll get him, hopefully in life, (laughs) but certainly in death. Uh, He says, I'll never fail to be moved by the unbreakable spirit of a child. Uh, He went to a children's hospital in 2017 with Bryce Dallas Howard. That's his co-star, obviously, in Jurassic World. He shared his faith through a touching Instagram post. Uh, And it's it's constant. He's very, uh, as some friends of mine would say, churchy. Yeah. You can can check him out and follow him. Uh, Chris Pratt. Let's see here. That's that story that you already did here. Did you see this story? I thought this was sort of creepy. We shared this on the uh, Facebook page, and uh, I don't know any more about it, but the Temple Ninja, the uh, Mormon Slender Man. No. The being, the oh. Bering Straight Nephite is what he calls himself. <laughs> It is, uh, it's a guy dressed completely in white. He's not, he's wearing temple clothes, but not like the specific temple clothes, just an Mm -hmm. all white suit. Okay. Uh, his head in like a, almost like a mummy, right? Like wrapped, covered, um, called the Bering Straight Nephite. Uh, and the quote on social media was seen at Temple Square today, burn victim question mark, or what are you heathens up to? Um, some users said the person was there to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Uh, a Fox 13 employee ran into the person earlier in the week and asked, "Wow, hey, why do you wear that outfit? To which he said, I honestly don't know what everyone's talking about. I'm just wearing my clothes. Huh. So, I think that's sort of interesting. <laughs> uh, we talked about the wheat. You brought that story to light 
We're not giving away mm-hmm. whole wheat anymore. Nope. It's useful in useful things. Um, let's see here. A great and inspirational story at theculturalhall.com uh, about a guy in prison, found a piece of trash out in the yard, said, what is this? It's an ensign. Reads it, can, uh, becomes a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Really? I didn't and see that. And here's the deal. He goes into in to prison being like, I'm not going to be one of these guys that finds Jesus in jail. Forget it. And he was like that for a while. And then he finds this Ensign magazine and goes, hey, wait, uh, hey, wait a minute. Hmm. So it's a pretty cool conversion story. You can find that at theculturalhall.com. Talking about cool stories, there's a great story. Um, Audrey Workman, her husband fiance at the time suffered a traumatic life-changing brain injury and uh, she went ahead and married him anyway knowing that he was still the same lovable guy he's in a wheelchair now which he certainly wasn't before um and uh, she says, a major reason I still married him, despite those challenges after his accident, is because of the hope that we have for the future, that our joy will be full through Jesus Christ. Our faith has definitely been at the center of this whole thing. So what happened? Jared was bucked off a horse and kicked in the head, fractured his skull, and this happened um, five days before the couple's wedding day. Oh. I think we originally shared this story here in the cultural hall. Uh, he went into a coma. He regained consciousness, began his long recovery, and nearly a year later, uh, they followed through their plans and got married in the Salt Lake Temple. And it's an awesome story beyond that, but I wanted to bring that to light to people. Check that out at theculturalhall.com. Uh, this, from the Salt Lake Tribune, you know, the haters of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh-huh. Asserts people on uh, Facebook all of the time. Uh, this article about Mormons and... Uh, okay, so parental warning real quick. We're going to talk about parental adult things for a second. Uh, Mormons and sex. Before marriage, it's an absolute no-no, but after exchanging vows, it's an emphatic yes, yes, and not for just making babies. So it's this article about, uh, you know, that same thing that we've talked about is it's a... We have this foundation in abstinence, and then we get the go-ahead uh, when we get married. And um, and uh, there are some people who really kind of struggle with it. It can be a tough transition. Yeah, we, we shared it on our Facebook page, and uh, someone who was a uh, Salt Lake Tribune hater was like, This isn't even a thing! These are, this isn't a real issue! And then someone else who was like, I still don't like it, and I'm married. And I, you know, I'm just, I just was like, I'm oh sorry. my gosh, the, the need for this subject uh, continuously <laughs> is exhibited in just these couple of comments um, from folks. It's just, just unreal. Um, there are great resources that are available. We're going to have some uh, folks here on the podcast, the show available in podcast form, that are going to talk about. Uh, some different ways to sort of approach the uh, no, no to yes, yes idea, but it's a great article there from the Salt Lake Trib again. Well, we've had it. guests to talk about that before, mm-hmm. and I know somebody actually that it helped really? a lot. Good. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm glad that you, you're doing that again. Yeah, we'll do it again. We sort of go through cycles, right, of being helpful, and then it's inane, <laughs> and then we're obvious, yeah, and then and helpful then I, again. Then we do a show with me, and then we bring somebody in yeah. that's fascinating. and That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you watch the Young Sheldon? The, no, uh, no I just Young heard Sheldon about it, from, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. So uh, I think it's been on like a season or two. It's a spinoff of the Big Bang Theory. <clears throat> it's Young 
Sheldon oh, Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, his librarian. Are you sure it's not brand new? Maybe I th- this I thought season. it was new. Yeah, like right. Like just now. I'm not sure. I thought it was a year old. I thought it was it started last season, but maybe huh. they announced it last season. It's new. I've only seen uh, this little bit about it, but um, on young Sheldon, his librarian, well, she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, the show is back uh, in 1989, 1990. That's when it's set, so we could technically call them Mormons, but it's okay. It's the episode called Demons Sunday School and Prime Numbers. Uh, The bit is, obviously, that Sheldon, being a scientist even as a young boy... A little bit of a nerd. Yeah, no, a little bit of a nerd. Okay, wait a minute. But doesn't believe in uh, God. Right. So I I was under the impression when you first said that, that the actress playing the librarian is a mormon no 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 she plays but, but, a mormon in the show okay so she in the show oh, okay so yeah. he takes she takes a second and says well it started in new york when a man found gold plates buried underground the plate said that when we die we get to go to our own planet unless you're a woman then you have to go to your husband's planet this is <laughs> okay that's kind of funny this is uh words from the show <laughs> She says, but that won't be a problem for me because I don't have a husband. All I have is a cat, a big, mean cat. Maybe I'll get to go to his planet. Lonely Cheryl on Planet Cat. It's a funny moment in a funny episode of a funny series. No offense intended to Latter-day Saints. I'm a Latter-day Saint. I laughed. Right? That was pretty good, and I don't like sitcoms usually. Especially that sitcom usually. It's a little rough. Uh, let's see. That's old. A shout out real quick to uh, President M. Russell Ballard. His wife passed away last week at the age of 86. Um, She went to South High School, one of the only high schools at the time here in Salt Lake. She had had a long battle with various health issues, including Alzheimer's. Uh, according to uh, officials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, she passed away on the 1st of October. She was with her husband when he was called to serve as an apostle in 1985. Um, she answered the phone, apparently, and almost thought she says, wait, say, please say that again. I don't know if I heard correctly. Russ, that being M. Russell Ballard, looked at me with tears and had let her know that he had been called to an apostle as an apostle. It was a sobering experience. She held several leadership positions herself, including uh, in the Relief Society and the primary organization. Um, and uh, you can, uh, her uh, funeral services are held today. Um, they were married for 67 years, died just prior or just post their 67th wedding anniversary. I think this is interesting. The uh, Kinshasa Democratic Republic of Congo Temple um, will be opening house on the 12th of March 2019 through the 30th of March. Huge thing. Uh, It is the fourth temple in the continent of Africa, which when you think of how big that is and how many people are there, highly significant. It will be dedicated on the 14th of April, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, I did that story already. I did that story already. Protesters took to Temple Square to continue the discussion about Prop 2. Uh, This uh, is the marijuana initiative in the state of Utah. It's not settled, nor will it ever be, nor will the church butt out, Mm -hmm. nor, you know, it'll it'll go until it's law and the church is in favor of medicinal marijuana in some form in the state of Utah. So we'll see what exactly that looks like and what that is 
uh, soon enough. Well, it looks like they are getting together both sides to talk about it to yeah. see if they can get it arranged so that it can pass. And that uh, can maybe be something that legislators can vote on or that people can vote on, but so that that's made available to people. This is an interesting, sort of a long read, uh, but just to pose this question to you, President Nelson um, talks a lot about revelation, tons and tons about revelation, right? Mm -hmm. Talked about that it was revealed to him that we should be the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Revelation essentially means that God came to him or, you know, uh, that he feels like he's speaking the words of God, so revealed doctrine, these kind of things, far more than uh, other prophets before him, hmm. right? Certainly not more than Joseph Smith, certainly not more than, you know, Brigham, Brigham Young, Young, but those are people that yeah. were talking 150 years ago, but but by far more than his counterparts of like President Hinckley, President Monson. Uh, any speculation as to why? A lot of people are saying, well, it's the last days. He's got to, God's got to start talking some more, give us some more instruction, or mm, that the no. world is is so bad that we have to be more bold in saying, listen, revealed from God, not just me, you know, telling you, but God told me. Mm, I don't know why. I thought about that actually when I saw that article, but I I don't know. No idea. I, I, has it been? Thoughts? Does it? Has it been does, that much more? Really? Uh, significantly more, I think. Certainly enough to take pause and go, wow, he's saying reveal, not I believe that this is the thing or, you know, it's thus saith the Lord, essentially. Yeah. I think it's rad. Do I'll you? Take it. Yeah, because it's, it's the, if you'll pardon the pun, trump card. Hey, guys, we need to change the church to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, yeah, we do? Yeah, because God said so. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. What, are you questioning God right now? No. Is that an order? Yes. Yeah, yes. God, <laughs> thus saith the Lord. And I, it's it's one of the, the cool things for me uh, about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The, uh, the idea, the thought, the belief, the doctrine that we have a prophet who lives and who speaks with God, a prophet, a seer, a revelator, uh, and tells us God's will, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of power, and, and there's... With with every bit of that, I always am just sort of con- mindful of like, oh man, please, please don't lead this thing, <laughs> please don't do this the yeah. wrong way, please don't lead me astray. You know, have the things confirmed in my heart that to know that they're true and to follow them. But yeah. I think it's pretty rad. I'll play the devil's advocate. I actually had somebody uh, message me about this to maybe address sometime. On the- sometimes people say, why don't you know? Why don't you mention this on the show or talk about this or something? Okay, because uh, it's. It's really not a show like that. It's we're doing news. Sure. But they said with with this revelation, and it was about revelation, they said, uh, so we're getting this revelation, and it was specifically on the naming of the church. Uh-huh. Why don't we get revelation? Uh, and they were asking about was the was the Prop 2 issue, was that revelation or, oh, or some other things? And they said, why don't we get revelation on bigger issues, huh. uh, on more important things? And I thought, well, what? And they said, you know, how about... You know more specifics on gays in the church. Yeah. On on the more eternal things with that, and and some other things maybe, hmm. uh, like who should win the Super Bowl. I don't yeah. know, but may- <laughs> great. Yeah. Sports almanac. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a revelation. All you got to do so, is bet on the winner. Simple as that. <laughs> Love that movie. No, but you're right. So, and and to me, I guess I would say, I mean, the, what commanded to, uh, commanded in all things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to figure some things out for yourself. Clarity when clarity is needed. 
Exactly. And that, that that's how I've always said is that like we're putting this giant science experiment and with minimal intervention, really. We were set some ground rules at first, but then it's like, I told you the rules. Yeah. So, um, but maybe there's some people that want more clarification on some of the rules. Yeah. You know, also interesting to me as you talk about that is, um, yeah, the the different kind of things. But with the LGBTQ, where so many people seem to be hurt uh, or leaving the church or don't understand or trying to toe the line but can't or it's suicide or, you know, all the things yeah. that are sort of wrapped up in that. Like there are a few things that I think are are more important than that. Few, very few things that would be more important than that. So, yeah, it does raise the question. Uh you know what? What about that? Or have we received the answer already? Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't seem that we have because of all the sort of discontent um, and various sides and people being hurt with it. So I don't know. Uh, are you going to take us home today? Uh, you want the last story? Do it, baby. Last one. All Do right. It. I gave it to you. And it came to pass that the Book of Mormon and the Bible were evicted. Tell me. Dixie State University removed copies of those religious texts from the guest rooms at the state-owned schools in after a complaint lodged by the Freedom for Religious Foundation. So if people don't know, uh, a lot of like state-run schools have places that um, like faculty, you know, visiting faculty can come and stay. Um, you know, moms and dads can come and stay. Speakers that they have on campus. It's a, it, it's it serves two purposes. One is it allows those people who come to campus for whatever reason uh, a nice place to stay, and and the school can sort of absorb part of the cost for it. And then the other part of it is that uh, it's a it's an educational experience. Like I know Utah State University here in Utah up in Logan, like their their uh, hospitality and um, whatever degree is linked to their hotel that oh. they run up there huh. so you can learn how to run you know the hotel so are as the an only educational experience are the only people up there like at utah state just people of that nature visiting faculty parents or whatever or is it also run uh you couldn't you could get a room you could you just go up there and get a room if right. you wanted to okay so both those yeah uh, the university doesn't want either the appearance or the reality of advancing one religion over another, said the St. George School spokeswoman. Bibles often supplied by the Gideons International are commonly found in privately owned hotels like the Mary International, whose founders are Latter-day Saints. And who put Book of Mormons in all of their hotels. Right. Yep. Uh, they brought Starwood, Starwood, which includes Sheraton and Weston uh, outlets, uh, two years ago and plans to place copies of the Bible and Book of Mormon in 300,000 rooms uh, in its newly acquired hotels by the year's end, according to the Associated Press. Yeah, so the, I mean, the issue here for anyone who's upset is that it's a state-run school that receives state funding, so they can't yeah. be promoting religion. The, the uh, headline is very like, what? Right. Why are they taking this out? And then it's like, because eh, it's state-funded. That's why. Yeah. Can't have that in a in a state thing. Nope, you can put it in your privately owned hotel, though. Yeah, Marriott. You don't have to read it. It's in the thing. You don't have to read it. Yeah, It's there in case you want it. I always look just to see if something's in there. Really? Like if someone leaves cash or something? Well, actually, yes, but also to out of curiosity, see if there's a Gideon's Bible in there. Oh, so you look for the book but not necessarily open the book. Well, I open it up and I shake it to see if there's <laughs> anything in it. Or if it's been hollowed come out. On, come on, come on, come on. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be 
I'll be able to yeah, again, get out again. You'll make my, it out. My be brain able to be will be with okay. Us again. Uh, again, a reminder, no mention of General Conference in this episode. Obviously, there will be a recap episode that we'll post later this week. Uh, thoughts, feelings, takeaways uh, from my point of view and others who will join me as we kind of have taken a couple of days to absorb General Conference before we speak on any part of it. So hopefully you guys will uh, listen to that episode as well. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, you'll be well and you can listen next week. And that if you're uh, when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of, of the, the cultural, cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back